Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Welcome back, beloved. This is Brother Josh. Again, with the privilege of breaking bread with my brothers and sisters on this podcast. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. And we bless you again, Lord, for this time of fellowship with you, with your word, with my brothers and sisters. Everlasting Father, I pray that whoever is listening to this recording will not hear me, but let him hear you, Father. Let him hear, thus saith the Lord. Let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying at this time at this hour and we return the glory to you Father in Jesus mighty name Amen Praise the Lord beloved we have been looking at and discussing Christian growth uh, I, I thought I would be moving on to a, a new topic today but uh, the Lord has other plans we'll be continuing on Christian growth and to address another point on hindrances to Christian growth again this episodes are line up online Uh, you you can't jump in the middle beloved It, it doesn't work like that it's a line upon line. I hope before you listen to this podcast, you would have listened to the previous one. And before you listen to that, you would have listened to the previous one before that. You get a picture. Okay. We've been speaking about hindrances to Christian growth. And last time we spoke about the doctrine of Balaam as a hindrance a major hindrance, a surreptitious hindrance that hinders the children of God from moving forward to growing up into the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ Jesus. And the Lord has a problem with that as he stated in the book of Revelations chapter 2, which we read last time. We're going to pick up on that and continue uh, today, we're going to be talking, however, about the doctrine, not of Balaam, but the doctrine of Jezebel as a hindrance to our growing up into Christ. As always, we have to stick with the word. We're going to go to Revelations chapter 2, 
verse 18 to verse 28. Those will be uh, uh, key foundation scriptures for this issue of the doctrine of Jezebel being a hindrance to Christian growth. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 2 verse 18 to 28 it says and unto the angel of the church in Tiatira write this is Jesus speaking by the way this thing said the Son of God who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last to be more than the first. Verse 20. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, who called herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not. Mm. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. Verse 23, And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and the hearts and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Verse 24 But unto you I say and unto the rest in Tiatira as many as have not this doctrine and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak I will put upon you none other burden, but that which you have already hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth his works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them, verse 27, with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken into shivers, even as I received of my father. Verse 28, and I will give him the morning star. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beloved, this is an intriguing piece of scripture I want us to notice a few things well there are many things to be to be noticed but uh, let, let's let's look at a few things in this church the Lord says that there's one issue that they have one issue 
He said, I have a few things against the, against the leadership of the church that they suffered that woman Jezebel to suffer, to allow. Jesus said, suffer the little children, let them come unto me. The word suffer there means to allow. And they allow the leadership of this church allows this woman Jezebel to teach and to seduce the servants of God to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And verse 24 and 25 say, like we read, to you, to the leadership, to the pastor, and the rest in Tiatira that do not have this doctrine and have not known the depths of Satan, I put upon you none other burden, but that which you have already hold fast till I come. So the rest of the church in Tiatira, they are holding that which is good. They are believing that which is good. They are doing that which is good. But a section of the church they are holding that which is good in addition to holding that which is bad, which is the doctrine of Jezebel. Now, the last episode we talked about, episodes, which we spoke about the doctrine of Balaam, and let's compare and contrast them very quickly. In Revelations 2 and 14, we have the doctrine of Balaam and Revelation 2 and 20 we have the doctrine or the teaching of Jezebel doctrine teaching inter we can interchange them but both of them have a common element they cause God's people to defile themselves without regard to its consequence that's the consequence of the defilement on their salvation. And this becomes a stumbling block to growing into Christ. Let's read Revelations 2 and 14 again. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. What is that stumbling block? To eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. Remember that. To eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. And it was a, quote, stumbling block that was cast before the children of Israel. Like we said, a stumbling block is a stumbling block if it causes you to stumble on your way somewhere. If you're sitting on your couch or lying on your bed, you won't stumble. You stumble if you're going or supposed to be going somewhere. Then you trip on a rock on the ground or you hit something that's on the ground that's a stumbling block. So the fact that it's a stumbling block means they're supposed to be going somewhere. And what is causing them to stumble? eating things sacrificed to idols, and committing fornication. Defilement of the temple of God. 
our bodies. So we see that we just read that in Revelations 2 and 14. Now what does Revelations 2 and 20 say? Notwithstanding I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Same thing. 2.14 says to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. 2.20 says to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Exact same thing but interchanged in sequence. As far as the Lord is concerned, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. We find, however, that the method of Balaam is different from the method of Jezebel. Their methodology is different. It's different. It's different. Balaam, the prophet for hire, the good prophet that became a bad prophet, Balaam did not teach the children of Israel to defile themselves. Balaam taught Balak, who is not a child of God. Don't forget the children of Israel were uh, a foreshadow or a type of what we are today as believers. So Balaam did not teach the children of Israel. Balaam taught Balak, king of Moab, a type of the world and told the world to ensnare the children of Israel by befriending them. We already spoke about that. Go check the previous episodes. By befriending them and inviting them over so that they can hook up and play and do all kinds of stuff and the next thing you know they are defiling themselves. Okay? So that was an indirect method. It was the children of God that went to go play with the world that got infected with the doctrine of Balaam. Mm-hmm. Jezebel, on the other hand, is more brazen, is more direct. Uh-huh. Jezebel, on the other hand, operates from within the church. Jezebel is a wolf in sheep's clothing and is teaching the children of God, the servants of God directly, teaching them error to defile themselves. How can that be? Well, let's not run ahead of ourselves. We'll see in a minute. Now, a few other things we need to note from uh, Revelations uh, 2, 20, or from 18 to 28 that we just read about Jezebel. It says in verse 20, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee. Now, who is the thee? is talking about, you see that in, Verse 18, to the angel of the church in Theatira write. Now, 
many ways you can dissect that to the angel of the church, pastor of the church, uh, overseer of the church. I don't know, but I know is the leadership of the church. The ones that are guiding the church, that are in charge of that assembly. He says, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel to operate in the house of God. So there are some quote-unquote teachers, prophets, and so forth that should not be allowed in the house of God. If the leadership in the house of God is doing their work. Mm-hmm. If the shepherd of the house of God, oh Lord, help me, help us. I'm not just talking about the church now. Oh, oh, oh okay, hold. let's back up a little bit. Let's back up a little bit. Hold on. I'm not casting aspersions on anybody. Like I said before, I always preach to myself. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. If it applies to you, don't get mad. Just take it. But I'm preaching to myself because I too am a shepherd for my church, quote unquote, my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to every parent out there, every father, you are a shepherd to your church. Mm-hmm. Your church is your family. <laughs> That's your first church. Oh, well. So, am I watching which Jezebel or which teacher, which prophet is ministering to my family? That's the question. Oh, well. Revelation 20, verse 4. Thou sufferest you allow that woman Jezebel to operate in the house of God which call it herself a prophetess note now she's not called by God to be a prophetess mm-hmm no 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 no. The Lord told Jeremiah, before you were born, I called you a prophet. The callings of God before we were born. Same thing with Paul. Same thing with every minister. God has called us before we were born. But this one, this one, this one, the Lord says she calls herself a prophetess. The Lord did not call her a prophetess. Mm -hmm. This woman, it could be a man, by the way. Yeah. So, the spirit of Jezebel, a spirit of the fake. But l l let me not run ahead of myself. But, the Lord says, you allow Jezebel that calls herself a prophetess 
to teach. You are giving Jezebel a platform to instruct my servants. To and it says to seduce, to deceive my servants. Mm-hmm. Who is the, who is she deceiving? The Lord says, is deceit, teaching and dis, and seducing his servants. Who are his servants? They are the one walking in his vineyard. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, help me to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. But look at it now. Look at just catch this, beloved. Catch this. You see, Balaam teaches the world things that would defile the church. Members of the church go to the world, befriend the world, and they get infected with the doctrine of Balaam. Jezebel operates in the church to teach the workers in the vineyard of God to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Guess what happens then? The workers in the vineyard that are practicing and doing these acts and works of defilement don't see anything wrong with it and teach the same thing to those that they are supposed to be ministering to as workers in the vineyard. Oh, help me, Jesus. Beloved, did you get that? Jezebel is teaching and seducing God's servants. Revelations 2 and 14, the Lord said, Balak cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. The children of Israel. He didn't say before the priests of Israel. He didn't say before the Levites of Israel. No. That's everyone on whatever level. You go get the infection yourself. Uh-huh. Yep. Jezebel, on the other hand, takes it up a notch. Jezebel targets the servants of God who are the workers of God in the vineyard. If you look at the servants, the parables that deal with servants in the Gospels, they mostly relate to those that are walking for the master. So Jezebel targets the ministry or ministers of God in the vineyard of God. Yeah, yeah, you can spill on the children of God. That's the general 
populace in the church, but Jezebel teaches the servants of God to pollute themselves, seduces them to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. So how can a preacher that doesn't see anything wrong in defiling himself preach otherwise to his congregation that they're doing anything wrong? Because as far as he is concerned, his salvation is on one track and his life is on another track. So if his life, that the life that he lives gets derailed because of his lifestyle, his salvation track will never get derailed. Jezebel has taught the servants of God and these servants are now replicating that teaching to the children of God. Jezebel, the doctrine of Jezebel is the doctrine of Balaam on steroids. Mm -hmm. uh, the doctrine of Jezebel takes the doctrine of Balaam and kicks it up a notch or two. Mm -hmm. The doctrine of Jezebel is the doctrine of Balaam 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you can infect one instructor, one servant, and he goes to teach, guess what is infecting? Uh-huh. You got you, you you got it. You got it. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. All those he is taught is going to infect them with the same belief system. And those we go do the same. So if you have Jezebel operating in a seminary, oh, help me, Jesus. If you have the doctrine of Jezebel, Operating in a Bible school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their teaching is being replicated. Oh, help us, Jesus. But guess what? <laughs> There's nothing the Lord cannot do. So the Lord is calling us back to order. Ah, help me, Jesus. Okay. Who is this Jezebel, by the way? Let, let's let's look at that quickly. Who is this Jezebel? Because last time we looked at the doctrine of Balaam, we looked at the origins of Balaam. We have to go back to the Old Testament. First Kings sixteen, verse thirty to verse thirty-three. Who is this Jezebel? First Kings sixteen, verse thirty. The Bible says, "And Ahab." the son of 
Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Etbal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. And Ahab made a groove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. Okay, the first time we're introduced to Jezebel is right here, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Ahab was an evil king, 1 Kings 16 and 30. He did evil in the sight of God above all that were before him. So Ahab was the latest addition of the evil kings that were ruling in Israel at that time. He was the most upgraded version of the evil kings. Now, the Bible says, Ahab walked in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. And the Bible says, as if that was not bad enough, he went to go marry Jezebel. That says a lot about Jezebel right there. As if it was not bad enough that Ahab walked in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Etbal, king of the Zidonians. Now, who is this Jeroboam, the son of Nabat? Uh, we, we, we see Jeroboam in the book of 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 25 to 33. You know what? Let me, let me before I go there, let me, let me say something quickly. What we see from this 1 Kings 16, 30 to 33 we just read, we see that Jezebel, Jezebel was hooked up with the high and the mighty in the land. I want us to catch that. When we're introduced to Jezebel, she comes in not as a commoner, as a plebeian, as a somebody from the bottom scale. No, Jezebel is part of your high-end, quote-unquote, society. She's the bride of the king. She is influential, therefore, she is famous. Mm-hmm. And she herself was royalty from an enemy kingdom. <laughs> oh, help us, Jesus. Uh, let me say that again. Jezebel was royalty from an enemy kingdom. She was daughter of the king of the Zidonians, which was an enemy kingdom. To the people of God. Mm-hmm. 
And she came and married royalty in the people of God. Mm-hmm. So, Jezebel comes in high and mighty. She comes in famous. Uh, she comes in at the top. Everybody knows who she is. She is influential. She is wealthy. She's famous. She has connections. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, she's like that. So she's not no poor preacher. Oh, help us. Well, let me stay on point. Now, l- l- let's go to Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, that the Lord said in verse 31 that Ahab was walking in his ways, walking in his sins. What did this Jeroboam do? 1 Kings 12, 25 to 33. Then Jeroboam built Shechem in Mount Ephraim and dwelt therein and went out from thence and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, now Jeroboam had split um, from Rehoboam, if I'm not mistaken, that was the son of Solomon after Solomon died. But the temple was in Jerusalem, but Jeroboam had the northern kingdoms, northern kingdom, I should say, um, while the southern kingdom had Jerusalem where uh, Rehoboam was ruling. Now, Jeroboam said, verse 26 of 1 Kings 12, Now shall the kingdom return to the house of David, verse 27, if these people go up to sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Jeroboam is saying, uh, I know I'm in charge of the northern kingdom, I believe they had 10 tribes. But the temple of God is in Jerusalem, which is in the southern kingdom. And if the children of Israel in the northern kingdom keep going to Jerusalem in the southern kingdom every year, uh, their heart is going to turn again to their Lord, the king of Judah, the southern kingdom. So Jeroboam acknowledges that the kingdom belongs to the southern kingdom, mm-hmm. the kingdom of the whole of Israel. But he would not allow that to happen for the children of Israel to keep in the northern kingdom, to keep going to the southern kingdom to worship every year. So for his own personal interest, what did he do? Verse 28, Wherefore the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold your God, so Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Say, listen guys, listen. It's too much for you to be leaving northern Israel 
every year and going, traveling to Jerusalem to go pray in the temple annually. That's too much. I mean, it's too much for you guys to read the Bible in church. Look, it's too much for you guys to spend such time on worship and so forth. It's too much. It's too much. Let me tell you what you need to do. Here are these two shortcuts you can take and you're fine. Mm-hmm. And you're fine. You, we don't need all that. Just give me John 3.16 and tell me jokes. Nothing wrong with jokes. Don't get me wrong now. Don't, don't, don't hate on me. Don't hate on me. But if I spend 15 minutes on jokes and, and I complain I don't have time to finish my sermon, something is wrong. But hey, let me stay, let, me, let me go back on point. I'm sorry. Ah, Lord, help me. Look, Jeroboam is saying you don't need to do all that, oh, Israelites in the northern kingdom. You don't need to travel all that way because you want to go pray to God. You don't need to do all that. It's too much. And I'm drawing a modern-day parallel People say, well, a man's attention can take so much as his seat can endure sitting down. You know, a 30-minute sermon is too long. You know, people's attention span is so short. You know, they can't stand that, Josh. Why are you, why are you, why are you talking for 30 minutes? That's too long. That's too much. Let's just read John 3.16. You know, tell me what Hebrew scholars say. You know, give me a joke or two. And give me some platitudes and let's go home. But the devil is a liar. These same people will sit down for an hour and a half and two hours watching a movie. Are you serious? These same people will sit down at the stadium watching a baseball match or a cricket match if you're in India or you're in, in, in Africa for hours or you're watching a football or soccer game at least an hour and a half but a 30 minutes, uh, minute message is too long yeah 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 that's what Jeroboam said let me read it again verse 28 it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy God, so Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Ah, I have to stop here, beloved. By God's grace, I'll pick up on this next time. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All the glory.